I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective, everyone. As always, I'm Halima Atta, and I'm so glad to be back recording new episodes because it has been a little while. So in recent events, it was Halloween the other day, and whether you're listening to this episode as soon as it releases or maybe a few weeks after, you'll know that Halloween obviously happened this year on October 31st, as it does every single year. But a lot of people don't know that Halloween is often an annoyance to me because it serves as, you know, the the sparking, like that foundation of many, many debates on the internet. It happens every single year. And I know that's a pretty broad statement to make, so let me explain. On an annual basis, as we continue to approach October 31st, I see two sides of a debate. One, somebody says, oh, you know, Halloween is a really fun holiday to celebrate if you celebrate it, if you choose to celebrate it. But, you know, be mindful of, you know, the cultures that you could possibly be mocking or trying to quote unquote imitate when you put on these offensive or insensitive costumes. It could be really offensive, you know, it's cultural appropriation, etc., stuff like that. And then you have the opposing side, which is saying, stop censoring Halloween. You know, you can't, you can't offend or attack an entire culture because you want to dress up as a Mexican stereotype, right? as in African stereotype. I know like the the Jamaican like Rastafan costumes are really really popular. So you know you can't you can't offend an entire population or minority group by dressing up because Halloween is supposed to be full of jokes and laughter and you know there's no such thing as appropriating a culture when it comes to Halloween. And while I did say that, you know, this debate arises on the internet every single year, that was purely an exaggeration. Because what sticks out to me is that people really didn't have this debate until relatively recently. As awful as it sounds, just a few years ago, people were still dressing up as indigenous people, calling themselves Native Indians, American Indians, and thinking it was super funny. And to many people, it was entertaining, and a lot of people didn't really see it as a source of racism or anything that could be even reminiscent of insensitive or offensive. Which led me to take a little trip to Google, one of my favorite places on the internet. I decided to look into the entire argument that, you know, arises around Halloween every single year for at least the past five years or the past few years that I haven't been in middle school. Anyway, I looked through both sides of this argument. So, you know, on one hand, Halloween is supposed to be full of jokes. Nothing is meant to be taken seriously. Don't get offended by these jokes. Every it's nothing. Everything's sarcastic on Halloween. Therefore, you shouldn't be getting offended. And of course, the other side of the argument, which is that Many costumes are offensive and can be insensitive and can end up hurting a lot of minority groups in the long run. And we should kind of stray away from dressing up as these things are meant to be harmless jokes because they could actually do cause a lot of harm to minority groups. And, you know, as I was perusing through these online articles, I really didn't expect to get any kind of idea for a future episode for the podcast. I was just reading kind of for fun for my own pleasure. And then I realized that a word, I kept just seeing it pop up on all of these articles, and that was censorship. Now, when people hear this word, they most commonly think of communist regime, something super either extreme or radical, stuff like that, when in reality, censorship is just suppression. It's just prohibiting something from being viewed by the general public. So when looking at this term and its connection to Halloween, a lot of people that, you know, I mentioned that this debate around Halloween and, you know, costumes, insensitive costumes, that there's two sides. So a lot of people, the the people that support the side, you know, saying that, you know, you can't offend people on Halloween because it's a joke, everything is sarcastic, nothing is serious. Those people are now viewing those who try to regulate what people wear on Halloween as people that are promoting censorship of the holiday. 
And so just reading this stance alone really made me think because oftentimes we're told that, you know, you shouldn't let random strangers, random people in general control what you do with your life, especially random people on the internet. And so when you realize that a lot of the, like a lot of people on the internet now dictate others' actions through quote unquote censorship, it's it's really interesting to think about. And while I don't really see, you know, trying to limit the spread of offensive or insensitive Halloween costumes as censorship or as anything that's extreme or radical. I do think it's a pretty interesting debate to look at, you know, just from both sides or both perspectives. So as you can tell, the introduction of this episode has been dragging out for a pretty long time now, and this is because the format of this episode will be slightly different than all the ones before. First of all, it is the last episode of season two, so before I go on a long hiatus again to release season three, I wanted to leave, you know, some of the listeners with a new format to listen to. I kind of wanted to experiment, so this will essentially serve as not only the season finale, but a spoken editorial or opinion piece. They like to call them op-eds in like the world of journalism and publications. So this episode is kind of going to serve as a spoken editorial piece here on A Little Perspective. And it's also going to be the closer of the season. So what better time to introduce a new episode format? With that being said, get ready to sit back and listen to an episode free of overwhelming statistics, transitional phrases, and random sound effects. And just listen to me talk and rant about whether or not censorship is ruining Halloween. Now, to continue this conversation, it's obviously important to discuss what even sparked the debate around censorship as it connects and relates to Halloween. So, obviously, the answer would be the insensitive or offensive costumes in question. So I've realized that up until this point, I haven't explicitly mentioned any examples of these insensitive and, you know, offensive Halloween costumes. So I wanted to kind of go through a bunch of examples. And it's really nice to do like an op-ed style episode because I have this, I don't know, creative freedom. Not that I don't usually have that because, I mean, there's nobody editing this. It's just me. But it's nice to have, you know, that excuse to just talk about anything for as long as I want. But anyway... Um, One of the prime examples that I'm seeing, like, on the internet, first, a Holocaust victim. Now, I genuinely did not believe that this was a real thing, that people even tried to, not the Holocaust itself, obviously that was a real historical event, it was awful, but the costumes kind of mocking it, like, serving as a parody of the historical event, I did not think that those were real, nor did I think that people actually bought them and actively wore them on Halloween. But anyway, this website actually lists a link to a Holocaust victim costume. And it's it's really hard to believe that that's mentioned in the caption of the post. But a lot of people and many like celebrities, for example, like these notable figures have been caught and put under fire. They've received a lot of backlash for dressing up as things like Holocaust victims or as Nazis. And I just feel like those are both, they're equally as bad. And so it's just crazy that, you know, costumes like that exist. And so when that's why I say, like, when people say, you know, you shouldn't censor Halloween, I'm thinking, why would you even want to participate in Halloween in that manner in the first place? Because censorship obviously isn't necessary if there's nothing offensive happening or nothing insensitive going on or nothing that could be harmful to a population because that's what censorship is about. It exists to suppress something, something that can be harmful. So you know when countries would like, obviously this might not be a great example, but there are like a handful of countries that will ban certain books because they feel that the messages that they put out are, you know, just harmful propaganda that could negatively influence the people um, that reside in their country. So in instances like that, it makes sense to censor something, whether it's a song or a book, some kind of piece of art. 
But when it comes to Halloween costumes, to call it censorship solely because you want to avoid offending an entire minority group, it just doesn't make sense to me. And that's why I kind of don't even see this argument surrounding censorship in Halloween is something that has two sides. I just see one side that's valid and another one that's kind of just that's kind of just there because there's not much logic that goes behind it. I think another example of, you know, the offensive or insensitive Halloween costumes would be the Native American costumes. And I'm putting air quotes up because they're obviously not an accurate depiction of the indigenous peoples that, you know, inhabited America before Columbus and all of the Europeans came and found it. So I just, I, again, same thing that I was saying with the Holocaust victim costume that I read about. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem real. Like, I, I refuse to believe that people genuinely buy these costumes. Like, they first, they decide to get it. Then they buy it. They actually spend their own money on it. And then they actively wear it to participate in Halloween celebrations or parties or whatever they do for Halloween every single year. Because every year it happens and every year I see it. And while I could elaborate on this for a really, really long time, this is a pretty clear demonstration of cultural appropriation, something I actually... Could el- I did elaborate on in an episode much, much earlier this season. I believe it was season two, episode two, I believe was on cultural appropriation. So if you want to go check that out and hear me talk about that a little more in depth, you definitely should listen to that. But what this definitely made me think about was what are we seeing in real life? Like what are we seeing in person? Because I could talk about how many insensitive costumes, offensive ones that I see online, on the internet, on social media. I could talk about that all day, but I wanted to know whether or not we're seeing the things in real life. So I took to Instagram. I posted a poll on my Instagram account at a little purse podcast. So definitely go follow it and check it out to keep up with the show. And I basically asked people, this was the day of Halloween. I asked them, you know, have you seen any insensitive or offensive Halloween costumes? If you have, would you like to detail what you saw? And you just, just note your observations so that I can maybe talk about it in an upcoming episode. So I wanted to share a few of those responses that I got. One person said, I saw someone dressed as a Native American. I thought we were better than this. Another person actually observed a costume centered around body shaming, stating that they observed those costumes representing plus-sized people. Another person saw something that went down the race-related route, saying that they saw someone dressed up as a slave. Now, what really does stand out to me about these observations is that my mind, and most most people's minds as well, automatically jumped to the negative stereotype. Because while indigenous people in themselves, like just hearing that word alone, there's not a negative connotation, like that word doesn't have a negative connotation, it's really just a minority population. But when you see the word costume placed directly after it, you're like, oh, it's going to be something that's, you know, making a mockery of this population. It's going to be something offensive or insensitive, like it can't, it can't be good. And so I think that really does allude to the fact that even the word, much like the word censorship itself, the word costume also has a lot of power because it's actually just telling us, you know, indirectly, hey, whatever that, whatever you see me do that's associated with whatever, like, word came before costume. So like if the phrase is Native American costume, you're going to see me making fun or making kind of like a parody out of Native Americans. Because if the word costume is there, that means that it's not meant to be taken seriously. But some topics are serious enough that you can't really make them into a joke, especially if you're not a part of that marginalized community. So when I see and read about and observe people kind of argue that Halloween shouldn't be censored and that, you know, a costume can't be offensive because it's a costume, 
it really does go to show that if you think that it shouldn't be taken seriously because it's a costume, you shouldn't be choosing to make costumes out of serious issues. Like that's not that's not juxtaposition in the way that you want it to work or the way that you want it to be. Because some topics are just shouldn't be shouldn't be made fun of because they're usually not going to be laughed at unless it's by the people who have never been affected by them. And that doesn't that doesn't sit right with me and I don't think it sits right with most people. And so even just talking to myself here in front of my microphone right now just kind of completely freestyling it. I think that the what's being kind of revealed through this whole conversation and argument that I've been reading about online and social media, whatever, is that Halloween costumes, they're usually offensive because the people who are wearing them, who are promoting these more insensitive costumes are not a part of the communities that they're seeking to mock or make fun of. So when you see these people dressed up as quote-unquote Native Americans on Halloween, those costumes are never worn by actual indigenous people. They're always worn by people that are not in that minority population. So it always comes off as wrong because it feels weird, you know? It's just kind of a, a rule of thumb kind of thing, like common I would call it common sense, but I don't think this is like a life skill that many people learn about or that many people are exposed to. So you would think it's common sense and you would hope that it is, but I guess it's not to a lot of people because personally, I just think it's really odd to kind of make fun of situations or kind of use humor to cope with something that you've that you shouldn't have to cope with. I don't know if I phrased that correctly, but you know, for example, if you're dealing, if somebody that you know that you're close to is dealing with a death of their loved one, um, it's really common for some people to use humor as a coping mechanism. So for the person who's, you know, suffering from a loss of somebody that they loved, it, it, can, be, it can be common for them to, you know, joke about the death, to kind of lighten the mood and make themselves feel a little bit better, you know, going through such a difficult time. But if you're the person who's only, you know, close with the person who lost somebody that they were close to, you yourself are not, like, close with the person who passed, it would be very weird if you decided to make, you know, jokes at the expense of someone else's loved one like their life, you know, coming from the person that's actually going through that loss and, you know, using humor as a coping mechanism, it's acceptable because it's there, it's how they grieve, you know, it's subjective and they can use whatever methods they want to kind of get through that. But when it comes to somebody who's never been affected by a death, it just doesn't feel right. So even though I'm rambling, I feel like the same logic can be translated to the whole Halloween costumes being insensitive or not situation argument kind of thing. Because if you're not a part of an oppressed community, why would you want to showcase a costume that seeks to kind of help people relive that oppression? So if you're, you know, white and you dress up as a slave or you do some kind of co- use some kind of costume that involves blackface, that's connected to like minstrelsy, that's basically modern day minstrelsy, why would you want to partake in something like that if you've never been a part of that oppressed community? It's something that I just think is really weird. And that's kind of like, I don't know, I think it's the kind of the propeller behind the whole is Halloween being censored argument because you really, this whole argument wouldn't exist in the first place if people that weren't a part of certain minority, minority populations weren't trying to make a joke out of something that they've never had to experience. So earlier this week, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I kind of came across the idea for this episode, whether or not, you know, censorship is reading Halloween, because of an editorial that I read. So I wanted to actually read a quotation from somebody who supports the argument that censorship is ruining Halloween. Anyway, I found this article on Newsweek and just wanted to read a little excerpt from it. This said, and I quote, Under the complaint of cultural appropriation, left-wing activists have declared anything tied to a culture born out of people of color to be inherently offensive. It's not part of your culture, so it's culturally insensitive for you to don the costume. It's not meant for you. 
Each year, so-called experts offer their takes on how to properly choose costumes. It's all framed in terms of equity and inclusion. Now, I know that excerpt was kind of lengthy, but it did bring up a lot of points that I kind of wanted to debunk. First off, cultural appropriation should never really be a political concept. I just think it's so weird when um, a lot of conservatives will politicize things like, oh, you know, cultural appropriation or, you know, don't be racist. And all of a sudden it's politicized when it should really just be something. It's a it's a social thing. You know, cultural appropriation isn't it shouldn't be political. And I think that by framing everything that has that's even just reminiscent of progression or any positive social change to be you know left-winged or left-wingers are behind this or liberals are behind this I feel like it gets us nowhere and so I'm currently I'm currently taking AP U.S. government and politics and something that we mentioned um a couple classes ago I can't remember one but we were talking about uh we were talking about the supreme court and the word politicized was used a lot and so I never really, I never just, I just never quite realized the the volume of people who genuinely believe that certain issues have a political party associated with them. Obviously, that is the case with a lot of things, but um, when it comes to things like culture appropriation, like common sense, you shouldn't make fun of a culture you've never been a part of. I just think that it's so crazy that people kind of stick, you know, that kind of label on it, like, oh, this is a left-wing issue, like, this is something that liberals came up with, so it's not something that anyone else should care about. I think that's crazy. But what really stands out to me about this entire, like, excerpt I read is that it does go to show that many people who, you know, oppose the quote-unquote censorship of Halloween, they really just rely on exaggerating every single detail that they can find in in anything that that they disagree with because something that we see this in the whole cancel culture argument too we see people say things like oh you know cancel culture is seeking to ruin people's lives and liberals on the internet are trying to kill us all by monitoring what we do and i will not be a sheep like stuff like that and so when you see that kind of flowery language you realize that they're really just trying to fear monger like they're just trying to make people scared of being controlled so much so that they really just end up controlling themselves by making them believe like making all the people that agree with them believe that there is some force out there who just wants to ruin halloween for everyone when in reality it's just people growing more aware of the social change that's going on because and this is something that i say a lot when i'm talking about like societal issues which is the entire focus of this podcast but a lot of times you'll hear me say like people really blow things out of proportion and make it seem as if the positive societal change that people are trying to bring about is radical or is extreme and we see this with the inclusion of critical race theory in schools just because we want to start bringing you know more racial injustice issues to the forefront to you know make people more aware about what's going on in the world and you know kind of try to motivate people to work against it actively just because people are trying to do that does not mean that they're trying to promote harmful propaganda or these rant like these really extreme harmful regimes like no it's just people because as time progresses we become more educated on things that we once didn't think were ever societally appropriate for example if you asked somebody like a hundred years ago what they thought about black people they might have said something they definitely would have said something racist in the united states now, fast forward to today, there's a pretty good chance that they would not say something at least explicitly or outwardly racist, just nothing super overt. But back then, those kinds of comments were acceptable. They were actually the, the societal norm. And now, obviously, they're not. And while, you know, racism still occurs everywhere because it's systemic. It's not as many people don't show it. It's not as overt as it used to be. And it's obviously not societally acceptable anymore. Does it happen? Yes. But is it societally acceptable? Not anymore. 
And so using that word anymore, that alludes to something that was acceptable before, but now it isn't. So when we look at these insensitive Halloween costumes, people that disagree with the monitoring of them or quote unquote censorship like to say or use the argument, oh, you know, the left is trying to control everyone and soon we'll have no rights for we can't think for ourselves. When in reality, the situation isn't that extreme or radical by any means at all. It's just wanting people to use common sense to not, you know, dress up in costumes or outfits that are insensitive, not even just on Halloween, but any time of the year. So when I kind of see these arguments from people like in the excerpt I mentioned before, it really does go to show that a lot of the quote unquote censorship that people are talking about does not exist as it relates to Halloween. It's just that people are becoming more educated because time is progressing and so are people's ideals. So to really answer that question directly, is censorship ruining Halloween? No, because it does not exist, at least in the manner that people think it does. I think that many people view this, you know, monitoring of Halloween, you know, insensitive Halloween costumes as radical or extreme because they're different. They're different than what we used to believe. These new, not even policies, because there's no official policies that make blackface, you know, illegal as a Halloween costume. And although there should be, those types of things don't exist, which is why it cannot be extreme if there's not even a law that supports it. We say don't dress up as a Holocaust victim for Halloween. Obviously, you shouldn't do that, but there is absolutely no law barring you from doing that unless you're, you know, physically like, you know, hate criming somebody of the Jewish community. But, you know, there are no laws that say, you know, you can't dress up as a as a black person if you are not black. You shouldn't dress up as a Native American person, an indigenous person, if you're not indigenous. There are no laws saying that. So technically, these things aren't as extreme as, you know, many advocates of anti-censorship are, you know, making it seem. So I really think that to kind of summarize this whole issue... These, the quote-unquote censorship that people are talking about as it relates to Halloween costumes, they're, they're not radical. This controlling of, you know, offensive or insensitive costumes, it's not radical. It's just that it goes against values that have long been seen as okay or morally correct. So they're seen as bizarre when they're really reflective of a belief system that we should have been following. With that being said, you've reached the end of today's episode and the end of season two of A Little Perspective. We are officially at 50 episodes of the podcast. It's been a crazy journey. Obviously, it is not done because this is only the end of season two. Season three is coming soon. So if you want to keep up with some of the highlights of the show and find out how to vote in the upcoming bracket challenge on your favorite episodes of the season, as well as figure out the release date of season three, be sure to follow A Little Perspective, the podcast on Instagram at A Little Purse Podcast to keep up with everything related to the show. Because who doesn't like to be in the loop? With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Little Perspective, and I'll see you for season three next time here on A Little Perspective.